Ecology. Yeah, yeah, that was the one where you were climbing on it. Yeah. No, that wasn't the one. No, Fiji is the one when you were climbing on it. Notarized was was the one. Now go ahead and put the song on. Which one? Either one. You could put 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 whatever put the harder one on. Put the Fiji one on. I don't think it's recorded well. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it still, it still hits though. It still hits. Just the beat though. The beat is what's. No, if we had the song right, it would have been decent. Hell yeah. Met a little shorty, she freaky. Pussy so wet, no squeegee. She say I'm dripping like Fiji. She say I'm dripping like Fiji. Met a little shorty, she freaky. Pussy so wet, no squeegee. She say I'm dripping like Fiji. She say I'm dripping like Fiji. She say I'm dripping like Fiji. Kinky little bitch, she a eater. Give her a taste, now she fiending. Cut that bitch off, she was needy. Don't need your validation. You was hating and chasing the clock for the money. You still broke. And we'll head with the spots, we still smoke. You smoke a right this big dope. I'm not the nigga you play ho. They all copy like Tanfo. From the back, she rhyming like Enzo. From the back, she ride like an Enzo. Thinking about it, two hands on it and it's super sloppy. She be so picky with worse options. I'm about action, so quit the talking. Double D's with breakfast in bed and some head between. Feel like the man when I walk in. Custom made, just some raw shit. Flexing the word very often. I'm in a league of my own. What you gonna bring to the table when I build the table alone? I'm in a league of my own. What you gonna bring to the table when I build the table alone? I got the sauce and it's dripping. Uh, I give her sauce when she dripping. Uh, I got the I was sauce in and, and out of the booth. Uh, you can hear the, right, the range of it. Shorty, she freaky. Pussy so wet, no squeegee. She say I'm dripping like Fiji. She say I'm dripping like Fiji. Met a little shorty, she freaky. Pussy so wet, no squeegee. She say I'm dripping like Fiji. She say I'm dripping like Fiji. Nigga be dripping like Fiji. Bitch, you gon' need you a squeegee. She love the green, wanna marry your brother. That bitch ride the pipe like Luigi. Screaming, oh gosh, she get preachy. Head be so good that she teach me. We fuck on the low when the husband at home get the pussy and then she don't see me. I'm out of this world, can I reach me? I do not think that you copy me. This shit's a lot to me, y'all niggas slack. I got a lot to see, I'm in my back to this shit's a colossomy. This is philosophy, she trying to kick it like we wearing Socrates. I do not play though, this isn't pottery. Poverty probably made me a psycho, I need a lobotomy. Guap in the back, got the heat on the side of me. Squad got my back, you can see the camaraderie. That mean a lot to me, niggas with hate in the past, now they sorry. Don't need an apology, I got your bitches, she need gynecology. I love the brain like I'm teaching. Neurology. That bitch got freaky on Friday. She sucked my dick from the back, called her reverse psychology. Whoa. She like to fuck like a porn star. Lift that booty up, make it twerk. When I beat it up, make it hurt. When I beat it up, make it squirt. It was, she like to I fuck like a porn star. That, uh, lift that booty up, make it twerk. When I beat it up, make it hurt. Yeah, that has potential, though. It does, and I think that if we eventually come back to it, that will be one of those ones that will definitely bang for sure. For sure, you got another one you want to play? Yeah, bro. And this is the CNC Podcast. And my name is Derek Alston, a.k.a. Why Not Derek. And today we have a guest in the building. Universe. I am universe. And we're just having a flashback moment right now. Of course. Very much. 
This is actually the first song we recorded together. This is. This is the first song. Enjoy. And it's funny how we were we were high in the room thinking of this shit in the car, and then it just really came out to a song. Manifested to a song. Yeah. Low-key banger, too. For sure. I'm liking the OG that's smoking the moon, right? Was taught by the OGs that show me the moon, right? Now my goons is nocturnal, they move in the moonlight. With a hitter and passenger ripping that tool tight. Potato on barrel, it look like a food fight. They animal savage, they live in that zoo life. We taking your bitch to say she need a new life. Yeah. Now she trying to bless me like she's she like a zoom tight. Said if I fuck, then it's only for two nights. Won't be for two nights. One ain't enough, girl. You better bring two dice. Ride that in the kind of bit they gon' do right. Remember my pockets was too tight. Now a nigga got his loot right. Bitch, I came up from the suicide. Call on my cousin, the doors open suicide. Bad bitches on Mars wings. Bad bitches on Mars. You smoke, we got all flavors. Red eyes, Darth Vader. Building the craft and the business, accomplishing goals as I witnessed the growth from beginning to flourish from a seed that didn't need water. We live in the studio. A million with diamonds, a dollar so Rubio. They dreaded me through the cap just like I'm Coolio. I came a long way from the bottom, be moving up. Double my shots, roll a couple up. I don't feel bad for you niggas. I'm shining ops cause we different. What you say? Reaching for goals, but you missing cause you never paid attention. Uh-huh. I'm versatile like a switch. It flows different like more women. Like open mind with a tunnel vision. 2020, so you know the vision. The shit I lay is sick. Clear vision. I'm not the type that you idolize. You gotta look in the eye for lies. Sun is up like he on the rise. Sun is up like he on the rise. That song is composed well. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's all together and just, it's composed. More complete. Yeah, for sure. More complete, for sure. I still want to do music, but I, I, I just want to take it slower. You know, I, I just had so much ambition to do all this shit before, but I'm not really hooked on the music shit as much. Now I'm just kind of hooked on, the, like, I look at it like this. I'm like, I see a lot of people doing things, and I'm wondering why are they getting in the positions they're getting in. And it's because they're they're doing enough things that there's got to be some way to get noticed or cross paths with an individual through ten of those ventures. So, why just sit around and do two things and think that things are going to happen for me? I hear you there, man. Especially for me, like being an artist, music is just one form of art. I remember having dreams of being famous and being rich and you know that's kind of what motivated me from a music standpoint and now I just look at it more as a form of expression and just like a form of art and when I decide to express myself that way I'm good at it and I enjoy doing it and then there's other times when I try to express myself artistically in other ways and I mean that's what I feel like you're good with like the fashion yeah 
you could take that same level of creativity and apply it in fashion, especially with how music and fashion they kind of blend in. So, I don't know. We're good at it. People also enjoy it. You know, the, we get good feedback on everything. That, that was the second thing I was going to say, because definitely I, I remember this one kid would just be like, yo, I'm bumping your shit every day, yo. It's crazy. Then sent, no, sent me a snap. And, and I laughed. I laughed because, like, even though he was not of color and he was saying the N word, <laughs> but I'm but I'm I'm thinking of it like this: like, okay, this is a song. He's showing me how much supportive, <laughs> you know, he, he is. I know he's trying to get one get one out, and he is getting it out. But that's not the that's not the point. The point is like, I don't know this kid. You know what I mean? For him to like be so hyped. Yeah, and like making snaps with my the music in the back, bro. And a, a lot of the That's times dope. he was playing with to your part, and I, and I just kept asking him. I'm like, bro, you did you ever buy it on iTunes? He's like, yeah. And then, like, I seen him on Twitter, and it's like you, you start realizing, like, oh shit, we got like a fan fan, like, not just like a regular, just like yeah, you guys are cool. Like, then I started noticing he shares it, and then he like has it in the background. And I'm like, oh shit, this. He's not getting like crazy notification. I mean, like, uh, like attention or anything like that. But it's still that's still dope though to be yeah. able to, you know, impact someone to the point where they want to listen to your song over and over again. That's dope, man. Because I feel like I listen to my songs over and over again because I like them. You know, I do the same, and I do the same because I can just pop up with a different individual and play it, and then act like that's not even me. And then there's a good chance that before we get out of the car again, they might be like, yo, what was that song? They'll start looking it up, and they'll just, like, look up the lyrics, like, and they're just looking up bad bitches on going stargazing or whatever <laughs> they try. To, no, it's, and then they, they don't find anything, or they do, it, it, they have to be typing in exactly, like, how we said it. But it's just funny to think about it, like, damn, somebody's actually Googling this. But yeah. It's not even about the money. It's about the creative ability, like the ability to. That's my thing. That's like the whole thing with this podcast. That Literally what it was about was like, how am I just going to like get on some kind of platform and just like talk what I feel and it be reciprocated or not, but still be there. Like it being there, like that's what counts. Like if I want to go back in a year from now and be like, what was that like? I don't need to ask anybody because they're not going to really kind of be able to tell tracks, like tell, you know, like uh, you can be limited with music. You can get, you can get a lot more out when you're just speaking freely. I feel like is what you're saying. Yeah. And even on, even like in this venture of the podcasting, that's exactly what happens. I am able to like look back and be like, damn, a year ago I was seeing that a year ago I was seeing certain things that now I'm living and I'm just like, damn, where did I get that from? But then it was like I was telling the future myself that shit, and I, it just crazy how it full circles around. You know, it's it's interesting because that's the manifestation, man. And like, you know, that's one of the most powerful things you can do as a human is be able to manifest. Look back and be like, I told myself I was going to be here a year from now. No one else believed it, but I turned that that thought something that's not material into material success you know that's that's powerful that's manifestation right there sorry 
I just knocked the mic over. I didn't think it was real. I, di- I didn't think that that was a real thing. I'm gonna be honest. It, let me let me let me. I, sometimes I have these thoughts, and I'll be like, "Yo, when you're in a when you're when you come from a black culture, or if you just yeah, let me just say that because I can I can explain it the best on that. You don't really get taught that shit. You don't really get taught to be weak. You don't even get taught to be vulnerable. You don't get taught that shit. That's very true. And like sometimes I think about it because I'm around other people who are just like taught the same thing they're just taught to be you're not a punk or you're not a sissy you're you're not this and it's like you Jesus. get taught almost like to to feel emotion makes you weak yeah you know what i mean so then why do you think that you have so many people that grow up and then they they're heartless hard and then yeah or they're just even if they're not heartless they're just hardened yeah and like that that makes it difficult and it's like not everybody just like okay i don't want to like be in the presence of every single person, but there are some people that I'm like, I might want to be around. And it, they just so hardened that it's like, you know, not everyone wants to take advantage of you. I will say this, though, that having that that adversity growing up, having that hardened, that chip on your shoulder, when applied the right way, when, when you can harness that energy and apply it and concentrate it in the right way, it can really give you an advantage, that type of motivation can be really powerful, you know, and I just feel like that's something that we miss, the black culture, we miss out on that. We're just so enamored with being mad and just wanting to be heard and understood that we forget that we can use that energy as a form of motivation, as a form of fuel. Yeah, that's kind of what keeps me going. You know, looking back on it in times when others were in the same similar situations and not having, and then you're like, damn, I didn't have a lot back then. Now I go through shit and I don't care because it's like I didn't have it. What was the nostalgia so like hungry? What was I so hungry for? Why did I want those Jordans when I was twelve, and now that I'm thirty something, I have them and I, I played basketball in them. Like I know they're basketball shoes, but they're also collectors. You know, like your nice shoes. Another part of the black culture, you know. <coughs> yeah, for sure. But I'm not gonna lie. Um, these young these young youths, they uh they made the Nike Air Force go back up to a hundred dollars. <laughs> it's not even funny. I see these fucking ran down around a corner paper boy, crunched up dry sheets. These sneakers be looking torn up ten mile walking and running. <laughs> they just look really bad and people just give them life still. They literally give them life with fresh fits. It's it's remarkable. It's like they don't die until they die until the soul comes off. When when your Nike Air Force One soul comes off or your laces <laughs> are brown, they're not Chuck Taylors. They don't they don't look fashionable when they're beat up. Yeah, Air Forces are only nice when they're super clean. Yo, I can show you like thirty TikToks where you yo you'll you won't notice it because of the content that they're doing. But then if you just peep down real quick, you, you, you'll see the most craziest Air Force ones. And you won't even realize it. And then you'll laugh because you're like, you're seeing people give them gifts. You're, you're, you're like, yo, and you come on here for the, that's just to let you know, like, that, sh- that shit doesn't matter. But it's like, back to the point, they used to be like 70 bucks, you know, like. I remember getting clowned for not having Nikes and shit. 
I used to have to wear the shacks and the and ones from time to time, you know. Yeah, I I actually used to want to wear Skechers, but my mom used to tell me it was corny. <laughs> my mom didn't care about that. Damn, Damn I wish I could. It's cheap. Nah, Shaq did make them. He he made them kind of like basketball sneakers that we liked. That's one thing that I respect about Shaq yeah. is that he made his shoes affordable, like mostly because he disagreed with how expensive Jordan made his shoes. But that wasn't really Jordan. That was Nike. Nike nah, was leveraging I, the black culture. But I feel like Jordan was. Jordan also doesn't even give a fuck about anything. He don't. I, I, I watched an interview of uh, Michael Jordan saying something, and he was like, what's your favorite What's your favorite Jordan? And then, like, he said something like uh, uh, like a 26. Like, I don't even know. That's the <laughs> weirdest answer ever, first of all. It's like, you're Michael Jordan, and you say your favorite Jordan's a 26. You know what I mean? That's weird. But I would assume, like, you know, it would be like an 8 or a 4 or maybe 6. He said like a twenty six, like twenty eight. I'm like, what? I didn't even know they make Jordans that. But that's just to let you know, like he didn't really give a fuck about. Once he wore them and has them, and now his family, his son Marcus, he 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 does he does Jordans and he has a sneaker room and I watch it on Instagram. I be looking because I'm gonna wait until I get my time to, you know. I don't know. I I got some. I got Jordans. You know. I got some nice Air Forces. <coughs> some good. Some clean retros and shit. But to me, I don't. I don't get super deep into, you know, shoe game crazy. You know, a couple clean, something clean. I'm good. I feel like that's the oppression. It's like a portal to the oppression. It's like when you just purchase that. I bought it like two hundred and fifty dollar. Just regular coach jacket. And it's not like a coach, like the designer, just the actual, like, the type of coat. It was like a, like a, um, like a basketball coach jacket. And I was just like, why did I spend so much money on this? And it was because it had a certain kind of fabric. So I just started thinking, like, yo, if I would have found that fabric, got, got on the sewing machine, put this up, I probably could have put it together way cheaper. Not only that, but also the money that, like, people are spending on shoes, like, thousands and thousands of dollars. Imagine if you invested that in crypto or in Tesla or even if you invested that in properties that you rented out as Airbnbs. That's so like, fucked up. You know, like, you can do so much more with that money than just buy shoes and be like, hey, look at all these shoes that I have. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. I'm not, like, degrading it at all. I'm just saying, me personally, the way that I think, I could just think of much more effective and efficient ways to spend money. Yeah, especially on not on shoes. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I bought shoes and I realized how, like, just how uh, kind of a waste it was. Like, for the fact that I could just wear, like, multiple pairs of shoes and I had that, it just got to the point where I'm just like, I'm only one person. I got to change my shoes two, three times a day to get full usage of the shoes that I wear. And it's just like, it's already exhausting to just be enduring life in somewhere new. And I'm like, you know, who cares about this shit? I, d I didn't, I didn't, and I don't now. I do want to get a couple of pair of nice shoes just so I can just have when I want to wear them. But yeah, of course, you always want to be in something clean. Yeah, but other than that, I could, I, I don't, I don't care. 
I'm over I'm over that material shit. Like I, I never I never will own a Dior or Gucci shirt. Even if I get successful, I just would rather just press my ideas harder. Because like I can make something that is way more influential than a a, a t shirt that says Dior. Made by Dior. Like, you know, like I don't know. No, I hear you there. <coughs> I, d- I have my fair share of designer clothes, but it's more so when I go out and, you know, I know I'm going to have pictures taken of me and stuff like that. I like to I like to look clean, you know what I mean? I like to, to at least know, like, I look like what I know what's going on fashionably. Yeah. But that the thing that I respect about you is that you would rather wear something that you created. Like, if, if I had that, if I would had the... The ability to make a custom jacket that I spent three hours working on and some shoes that I painted, handcrafted. and Like, I would much rather go out in that and be like, no one can have this. You know, because some, some of your shit is just like, wow. It's like, wow, who would have thought of that? that? I'd be thinking the same thing. I'd be looking at it like, who the fuck would have ever thought to put this together, these colors or that zipper there or this fabric? I don't know. I usually just, when I isolate myself, that's when I work the best. And it's damaging because, like, I don't stop at that point. And then it's like, once the completion comes, how long did I spend to do that, you know? And then how much did I take, did did I lose from that? Like, usually it's not picking up the phone and shit like that. Which is, like, essential because people know that's what I do. But. Keep getting me. It keep getting me. Only because when when I was playing that sweat was getting in my eyes. My shit's is watery right now. Yo, you were cooking. Nah, I'm telling you, it just it's part of my confidence. It's like when I take too long, it teaches me to make the right decision and just make the decision and then feel if it's even wrong, just accept it. That's it. Like if I'm gonna miss a three pointer, oh I miss. Don't worry. As a team, like I kept telling that kid I said Stop looking at them running towards you and then waiting. You think that everyone's going to jump. Just shoot the ball still. You probably will shoot over them and make it. And he was like, no, I don't want to get blocked, dude. I'm like, why are we playing basketball then? If I get blocked, I'm not mad. I just know the next time that I touch the ball, you might get cooked. Just <laughs> just, just by, like, uh, default, are you thinking that you, like, you know what I mean? When that when you said you one more time and then I'm gonna guard him. He he said to me, he said, I know and you want hit the two pointer on it. He was No, like, I, yeah, said, yeah, I, I said, I said, I said, yo, you you it's hard. You you get too close and then you, you keep looking for the screens and I was like, and I'm watching you look for the screens, so I know that if you look to the right, I step to the left, you're gonna move the opposite, and I'm going to take the crossover with me as I go by. It's like I, I do a lot of people people watching when I play now. I used to never do that because I used to never want to really pass the ball, even though I can pass the ball well. I just never wanted to pass the ball, especially looking like if you're not going as hard as me. I don't know. I was on some Kobe shit. Maybe not playing like him, but had the attitude like him. Now, you know what I mean? Which was bad because then people like, yeah, you're shooting the ball a lot. And I'm like, all right, let me ask you something. Making it, though. And if I'm missing, guess what? I'm running my ass off to either get the rebound or steal it from the person that got the rebound. 
all in one cycle. Like, you know, they're not getting out of the paint without me getting one of those two things off. For real. That's the thing about me. People, they, they, they start looking around. They don't never look in the close proximity. Because they'd be a vulture like me waiting to just for you to put the ball on the ground so I can just pop it from, boop. And then you're like, damn, he, I, why ain't, well, that was the point. You know what I mean? That's exactly the point. I'm sneaky. I, I watch. I look away, act like I'm acting stupid. And then they'll make the pass, jump in the air. Yo, I didn't even. <laughs> well, that's the point of the game. You think I'm going to keep looking at you? Oh, he's right there in the middle. It's the point of the game. It's alluring. That alluring effect is in in life is like what, what wins. I see it happen. I see skinny women go on OnlyFans and make tons of money. And I'm just like, they're peasing view of that to some people is nice but to me I'm I'm just a person who just doesn't see the point of that whole thing you know the whole whatever it is just the world of just you can you can just go handle your business for free on, on, on the internet you know what I mean I don't you just google a couple things and then you straight you feel me like in like variety it's like a candy store versus like going to the bodega. Like that's not the candy store. <laughs> they have candy in it, but it's not the candy store. That's like I I wanted to interview this girl that did OnlyFans. But the problem was she said she wanted a percentage of it. And I'm like, bitch, we ain't making any money. I was like, the minute you start naming stuff and using brands and stuff like that, the YouTube will pick it up and then it'll be in their uh, um copyright claims so it's like you need to do so much so many things you can't talk about like c-o-v-i-d you can't talk about that because it's crazy that i i, I did it that way but th honestly the algorithm doesn't pick it up when you do it that way when you say it it picks it up and when it picks it up what it, is it, it just listening for keywords yeah it, it's like it's like a thousand words the n-word when you use it they if you use it multiple times, yes, it does. It does. It, it'll, it'll give you. It'll, it'll give you a notification for it to be silenced or something. It, they can silence it. Your whole YouTube video. Oh wow! So then you, people can still watch it. Same thing with the TikTok. <laughs> this yo, it's the craziest thing ever. I'm like yo, why? Like I got blocked on there. Then they banned me, and then I, I had to like keep doing these emails. And then finally, it gets unbanned, and I'm like, oh cool. I I post a, a a podcast clip episode. It takes on a TikTok. Yeah, hey, yo, it takes a whole week to get a hundred views. I'm like, yo, they shadow banning me. I was Damn. getting mad views before, I, dude. I was getting I saw, like, I saw you got a couple thousand a few times. Yeah, bro. I was I was like, yo, this shit's kind of booming. Then one time I reposted this freestyle that like it literally happened. On a live stream, and I was just for some reason screen recording the Mo Call of Duty game, and I forgot to exit it. So I caught it. I caught the first freestyle of this uh, Tory Lane's Aiden Ross uh, stream, and I posted it. And it, it somebody stole it, got a million views on it. I'm like, that's was that the was that the she make it clap? Yeah, twenty one gets. Yeah, sad. the crazy thing was the motherfucker got a million views off the replay. I was like. My shit didn't even get that much. It's sometimes people be using the right algorithms, the right time, the right hashtags, and that shit really be working, bro. I feel like 
people go viral and become famous every single day. They they do, but it's like this. It, that's so dangerous, though. <coughs> that's so dangerous for our society because that makes every person that watches TikTok feel like they can get lucky and go viral and become famous. And they do dumb shit. And instead of learning and reading a book and trying to figure out who they are, they want to become viral and they want to become a meme yeah. and have a million followers. And that's so toxic. Bro, I've seen it. I used to watch these videos of this kid. He was getting beat up on TikTok. Then it made me go on Instagram. And then he was getting beat up on Instagram live by his girlfriend. And then he would be smoking in a room with his child in the room and on the bed with his baby mama fighting while he's trying to light a black singing to Daniel Caesar. He was getting beat up. He takes his trauma, capitalizes on it. The videos are getting 1.4 million, 4 million. These are videos of him getting beat up on Instagram and TikTok. You feel what I'm saying? He's a small nigga. So when they're beat, she beating him up, she clapping him. I can show you videos, and it's just like, yo, it's wild. It's just wild to think, like, damn, this fucking kid's getting beat up on it. <laughs> he's getting beat up on social media, and, like, now he's famous, and now everyone wants to interview him because th that moment went viral. And it's like, to him, he don't care. Every time you see him, he's drinking and smoking. Like, I do that, but guess what? There's not going to be all the time you're going to see me doing that. I do that in in my presence of where I'm at. If I'm at the crib, I'm doing it there. I'm not going out and I'm not making that something big. Like, I do less of around a social setting because it's just, it's not everyone's vibe. You feel me? Like, not everyone smokes and drinks. That's the that's the conundrum where you're like, if you want to ride a wave, you're going you gonna to find yourself in that. Otherwise, you're not. You're just going to, I don't smoke, I just drink. Understandable. You know what I mean? Like, I drink when I'm out socially. I'm not smoking all the time. I can't smoke every place that I go. But I can't drink something. That's why I couldn't wait to grow up for what? <laughs> to have all these pressures in life? Fucking life pressures are more harder when you're older than you thought when you were younger. Yeah. I feel like the older the older I get, the more I realize <coughs> how impressionable I was when I was becoming an adult because I realized the things that I thought that I wanted, I only thought that I wanted them be because of what I see what I saw was quote unquote normal. Yeah. You know the quote unquote American dream whatever. Now that I'm old enough, to be able to reflect and look back and see how certain decisions really affected me and whatnot. Now I realize that I have a lot more power in my decision making now because I just have more experience, more life experience. And that's something that I never understood when I was younger because when you're 22, 23, and, you know, that 35, 40-year-old tells you, oh, you're still just a kid. You don't, you don't even know. It's so hard to, to 
agree with that when yeah, you're, or accept it or accept, accept it, it yeah. you know you're 23 or 24 years old you, you know you can drink you've had your license for five six years you either graduated college or you're about to graduate college or you decided you didn't want to go to college you might have kids at that time you know what i mean and you're just like i'm a kid fuck out of here i'm grown but like you really still haven't made many decisions for yourself yeah you know what i mean you've just been so I don't want to say brainwashed, but just conditioned. I try not to say that brainwash word because then it gets to like a technical term, but the definitely conditioned thing is true. I feel like for, for, for one, the American dream is a condition. Honestly, it's a, it's one of the worst stigmas because it's telling you how to literally live your life from a little kid your mind is already getting into the same routine to set yourself up. So you spend 12 years going to school to master just the art of things that they put in books and they put in movies. They have museums for this shit. And then you have people switching and changing things up and then presenting it to you through these outlets, teachers, Social media, TED Talks, these dudes who come on here and try to tell you history. Dude, listen, a lot of the, I'd be off the internet for days, and then people usually message me and they're like, We're glad to see you back, or you've been gone for a while. And I ask them, Why does it, like, why is that something that you need to tell me? Like, if you're noticing that I'm not there, and then they tell me why, and then I don't even realize why. Am I being so aggressive to the point that why does it matter if I don't come on social media? Like, you don't know what's going on in my life, but that's why they they said that they were, that's what the explanation was. Is to, to, to make, you know, make sure things were all right because I wasn't around or I wasn't on this or that. And I'm just like, this isn't like the metaverse. Like, just because I'm not on here doesn't mean, like, when I come back, I'm supposed to, like, give you, like, my, like, like, my beginning, like, like, my update, like, hey, like, I've been doing okay, I mean, I don't give a fuck about that. Take a year off and come back and just post a dot. <laughs> like, and pre people will like it, that's the weird thing. Yeah. They'll like it. That's definitely some shit you would do. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, it's that's like. That's some shit I would do, too. I be, I be <laughs> trying to tell people sometimes, I'm like, yo, we really get so caught up in all the shit that they, like, I, I, I see, like, that TikTok shit be really suppressing my brain, but I be letting it out. I be letting it out. I be commenting on that shit, and then I find myself in a wormhole, then I just delete that. Just because, like, once, then I forget that, like, I put content on there myself, so, like, because then it's like, oh, you're just negative. No, like, you can go on your thing, and it says that you're 20 years old, and it's like it, all your content is to do this and reach this to go viral. And it's like, yo, why do you need to go viral? You're only 20 years old. But then when they start talking shit and doing all this, it gets you. It gets you fucking warning, and then they'll like shadow ban you, where you you can't like nothing, share anything, nothing, but you can like view some limited shit. Then they just. When I turn on the app, it, it, it asked me to sign in. I'm like, what? He ain't never, it kept doing it. So it let me know, like, yo, these apps are, are triggered for, like, guidelines. And, like, that's cool. But, like, these motherfuckers are breaking the guidelines. Obviously. 
like niggas be niggas be putting the fucking hookah smoke in the air, but then they be going in the cut and you see niggas have the shadow of their hands together, like you smoking, fingers together, like you smoking weed. I post the smoke in the air outside. Banned. Blocked. Yo, I sw- <laughs> Dude, I got so many claims in my TikTok thing that I just stopped using it for a while. Because I'm like, I don't know when they're going to do it again. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to post something and it's like about to go viral and they just like, you, you, you didn't agree with our terms and guidelines. Let's mute your video. That's so fucked up how much shit they, they can squeeze into those terms and conditions. Nobody ever reads <clears throat> that shit. Well, this they, is the they thing. Could, they could say, we're using your location to tell the government everywhere you're at what you're looking up on your internet, what you said, everything that you've said and done while you were around your phone. We had access to your microphone and your cameras, and we have everything. And we're giving that all to the government. And you didn't read it, and yeah. you agreed to it. <laughs> Well, that'd, that'd be just like the shit, the shit you sign off on when when you gotta sign in these places when you go to the car dealership and they're giving you eighteen pages to sign and read and you just want to get to the sign and give me the keys. You might have signed some shit. Yeah. <laughs> you might have signed some shit where you're like, all right, I'm ready to pay the car off and you can't. Not in the first five years. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta save that bread, and they know you won't save it. So by the time you actually get that bread back up, you had already gave them twenty to twenty five percent more than the car's worth. The whole, the whole monetary system as a whole is fucking corrupt. It's crazy the, the fact that debt and money and just it's just all fucking wild. Whoever thought of that is a fucking evil genius. He's he's the brain, the pinky in the brain, and he actually succeeded. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was a lot more simple back then and then they, they had to adapt with the times which means that they had to make sure that the benefit was bigger than what it was before it probably was some small benefit from it like you, you, you know I'll let you do this or give you this but you give me three things or four things back if I give you this one thing the small system of it was like maintainable but now it's it's unmain it's un unobtainable it's it's and the maintenance on all that shit, the money, you know, that goes into it. I tell people, I'm like, the, the part of the American dream that they're so hooked on is the become financially stable, have the house, and then have the kids. They're not even, like, they're not even, like, infatuated the part of even making it possible. They overskip it till once they get it. Just the idea of buying the one house and living in it your whole life, and that's it, that just seems so incomplete. It just seems like so just unfulfilling. But for some people, that's everything, and and I respect that, because when life is that simple, there's a lot of beauty in that, too. But I just feel like if you can own multiple properties, live in one, but be able to maybe airbnb out all of the other ones and have maybe 10 days out of the year where you can spend at your property that's in south beach or your property that's in you know maine in the summer you know what i mean just like man people's brain can't they can't they can't tune in that far 
I try to have conversations with strangers more often because then it teaches me a little bit a bit about um I, I'm I'm a person who reads into things fast and like and sometimes I'm off and I'm fine with that. But then sometimes when I'm off it leads me to get to another point that's hundred percent on and then we go back to the what was off and then they just interpret it differently, which still interprets the same thing that I was saying before. Especially like that right there. Just all the things when we get into that conditional shit, that's the shit that I really spend like my whole forward and the rest of my years like understanding that and just manifesting and how that works. And when I'm around these younger kids, like let them know like there's there's room for growth. You don't need to be that like tough little kid that tries to act tough because there's gonna be somebody that's gonna beat you up. Then you're gonna not be you're not gonna be ready for that time. You're gonna try to up him and think life is a number score and then you're gonna really put some numbers on the board and then they're gonna put some numbers back on the board. And the numbers you put on the board are going to be single digits, and they're going to put double digits on the board, and you're, you know? And I, I told one of these kids one time, he was like, I'm having beef with somebody, because I, I, I would sometimes, I'd, I'd go on people's statuses, and I would, like, you know, if you need somebody to talk to, and then sometimes it worked, and sometimes it wouldn't. And one kid, he would just, like, get on there and, like, send voice notes. He'd send, like, voice notes on it, on uh, uh, Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Yo, it'd be mad, like, 30 of them. It'd be like, wow, I'm like, dude, they got to load first. Like, why can't you just text it? Like, and you, you're like, the first five, you'd be like, yo, these niggas be trying to fuck me over. They think I'm stupid. And the next one would be like, yo, I'm ready to go crazy in these streets. And then the next one would be like, yo, where you at? Yo, you down the ride? And then I'm just like, yo, why are you, like, you're holding the phone, stopping. And then, like, continuing what you're saying. And, like. <laughs> Yo, it was crazy, but I'm, I'm just like, bro, I can help you. Like, then he's like, can you send $7 Snapchat? And I'm like, all right, I'm good with you. Like, you're just like going through some manic stage and then you just come to results. Can you just send $7 Snapchat? I'm like, dude. What the hell? What does that even mean? I don't know. Send send $7 through Snapchat? Regardless does of the Snapchat fact. Snapchat have a way that you can send money to each other? Oh, I mean Cash App. Cash Oh, Cash App. I'm about to say what? There's a way you can snap money to people. Yeah, there is. There's snap money. There's there's money on that TikTok shit too. You can send gifts. You can send one gift and it costs five dollars. Mm. That's why they be shaking ass and doing that. And then when you get a thousand subscribers or something like that, you can go live. That TikTok shit is just so so crazy no to me what blows my mind is only fans they go buy a cell phone an iphone 11 they go buy a ring light and they do well the only fans thing i feel like is is it's definitely crazy because people are performing like sexual like i don't want to say sexual services but sexual acts oh for sure making money off of it and profiting off of it the thing about tiktok though is like it's so easy for the average person because not everybody's going to pay $7 a month to watch some girl shake her ass or show her titties. Sometimes they're smart. They, they do free ones. But they do free yeah. ones. But the average person, no. it's so easy for the average person to watch an hour worth of TikTok and not even realize it. Like, yeah. there's this thing called YouTube. I don't watch TikTok. I, I do 
subscribe to some YouTube channels. You know, I do, I do my fair share of social media. I don't do the, the Twitter and the Instagram and all that, but I watch some so, um, YouTube videos. And there's a thing called YouTube Shorts, which I'm assuming is very similar to TikTok, just like quick no, that's like, like a, a, it's a story. It's like and a there's no like beginning or end. And no. it's just video after video. And it's just so easy to get lost in it. Yeah. But they're, they're, but this is the thing. So they're like, sometimes they're like 12 seconds. I've done shorts on my podcast and you don't even get enough. You, you only get so much time to get it out. So you're like really watching 15, 20, you know, 20 minutes equaling to like hours worth of scrolling. You know what I mean? Because it feels like you're scrolling for a long time, but oh my god, you gotta think they're like they're they're not that long. They're Imagine fifteen. How many videos you've watched and you don't even realize it? Yeah, and then sometimes that's you gotta be so bad for your attention span, bro. <laughs> at the, after a certain time, I stop looking at my phone, and you know what it does? It just sits in the corner. Sometimes it don't get charged, and then people are like, "How can you do that?" I'm like, "Bro, there's gotta be days where I gotta win the battle." I can't just be, like, on my phone all day. And it's like, I thought that's how you handle business. It is, that's but real. it's like I can't be on my phone all day. I have to trade in I have to trade in my own time. I have to trade in, like, my own peace of mind where I can just walk around and think without, like, looking around for something. Because it's not like every single time I'm, like, talking and contacting people. Sometimes I, I go through my old shit and I look for ideas that I just threw in the air just because I didn't know where to put them. So then I go there and then I try to, you know, recreate them or remix them or whatever, you know, just try something new. And I usually find myself on some bullshit. And then I usually find myself on some more bullshit. And then as 45 minutes later, I was on my page and now I'm on somebody else's page that I'm not even friends with. Now I got to just turn the phone off. And I'd be looking around like, why, why did I just spend? So then I'd just do something else. And then the phone would just be turned off over there for the rest of the, the night. And then I wake up, it's charged, and then I got all these notifications. That's what gets me. Swipe over once, bring me right to that. Welcome back. Like, fuck you. Let's check the notification real quick. All right, one, two, three. All right, I'm It's like here. a drug. No, but it's, it's because they tell you the setup and how they want you to set up. You just don't even see it when it says sign up. You're like, sign up. Remember the password. Cool. Send notifications. Push notifications. You're like, sure. Now, you don't even notice, but half the time your phone's doing all these alerts and all this shit, and you signed up for it. When I don't have the alerts on, I don't I don't check it. It's the greatest thing. I, I don't check it, and then I'll go back on like Facebook, and I'd be like, I haven't posted three months and I'll scratch my head like what but then I'll be looking like all the other social media that I'm like posting like three weeks ago so it's just like I'm selective on some of them because it's just it's not even about attention it's more or less about like me just getting out of my creative mode mostly really what it is like like that just paint on everything and just not I'm getting back into that sewing bag where I can start sewing shit again, shoes. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah, that custom, that custom shit you be doing, bro. That shit has a lot of potential. 
Yeah, but I need to I need to work with the team so that they can they they possibly know how to make it easier. A lot of it too is location. I mean, it's so easy to go viral with you know everybody's got exposure now with social media, but to be around other people that are creative, like you remember when we went out to Orlando, yeah, and like you know we make music, we freestyle, we're really talented. You know, people tell us that all the time. But, like, when we go down to Orlando and we go to these open mics, like, we're a dime a dozen, bro. Like, there's plenty of talent out there. Yeah, but it's not it's not, it's not the when same. You're, when you're around that, it's like steel sharpens steel, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you come up around a bunch of dogs, you're going to become more of a dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're, that environment, that... That, like we were talking about earlier, that it's almost like that adversity, that having to have that chip on your shoulder, knowing that you're not the best. But So if you want to be the best, you're going to have to work that much harder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's the same thing with any type of creativity, any type of creative art that you want to do. Like, if it's going to be fashion, being in a place where you can become friends with people who are models, people who are seen by people who can wear something that you made and have important people ask them, oh, wow, what is that? Dude, it's tough, it's tough though, bro. It's tough. You know? the, the aspects of it are tough to give up the shit. That's the tough part. It's not the money. I wonder if, you, like, could you pay someone, someone who's, like, up-and-coming model like or up-and-coming social media influencer to wear one of your jackets and just be like, hey, like, I'll pay you, like, 700 bucks if you can wear this jacket in one of your videos for like five minutes and then if someone asks you hey who made that jacket what is that jacket just you know send them my 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 hashtag my handle whatever yeah i wonder if you could do that i do but it doesn't always work there's a lot of people that they don't they wonder how that person's got that and usually they boast and brag about it being such a good deal which is because at the time i don't I don't really want to give it up. I don't really, like, I made a jacket that was so fire that when the dude said he wanted to buy it, I said, nah, you got to buy both of them and you got to buy that jacket. He said, I don't have that much money on me. He said, I said, Vemo, and I can go to you with you in the <laughs> bank in the morning. Like, what you need me to go to the bank with you in the morning? Like, you, you got to buy all three of them. He kept looking at the jackets. He's like, but I just want this one. I'm like, that. You gotta buy all them, all three of them, bro. How much? Two fifty. So he's like, "Damn!" And I'm like, "Bro, first of all, you're getting two jean jackets, a blue and a black one, and you're getting a coat that has sewn in embroidery that I hand sewn in on it. So you're really not gonna be able to get this anywhere else." Just the hours, like yeah. how many hours did it take for you to make that? Even if it didn't take that many hours, maybe it was already. There, there may have already been stains on it or burn holes or whatever the case was on it that <laughs> I made. No, because it was, it was from the Goodwill thing, and it was just, it was just fucked up. It was just, the jacket was in poor condition. I washed it. I'm about to like this. Yeah, you can go ahead. And I was just sewing and doing extra things and little, little details that made it come alive. Every time there was a hole, I made it seem like it was a patch over it. Like, I, I used this, the sewing thread as a, you know, a kind of, a patch just simple design you know crisscross design and like I sold a thousand dollar painting the painting for me was trash but I see what they seen it I seen that they seen that there was angles and there was 
these these type of shapes inside of lines and darkness and colors that made it. I seen it, but it didn't make me want to feel any type of way. Because what, what's $1,000 to me selling 10 paintings for $200? I'm shortening the process by taking this $1,000 knowing that I might not never get this same thing again. When I could, yeah, sell, you know, five $200 paintings and then we, we, we reach the same pinnacle, but that $1,000 painting, that should change my perspective on art. And I don't let these little fuckers bully me. Any of them. People who want commissions, people who want designs, logos. I tell them, you don't got the money, we don't work. Sorry. And I don't mean to be that asshole, but it's like I've been around people who don't do any of the work for free at all. Not even the, here's an idea. <laughs> or this is what you should do. Or I don't even talk to you for free. So you can only imagine it. People aren't talking for free. <laughs> and they're getting paid to get money. <laughs> Just imagine the motherfuckers that actually take the money and help you get somewhere. Or don't help you get somewhere and just take the money. I mean, hey, more power to if you. If you're demanding to be paid to speak and people are willing to pay you to speak, more power to you, man. You must There's have consultants. important shit to say. Consultant. It's just like, hey, you want to just consult about a business or I mean, about an idea? The president pray pays someone to write speeches for him. Yeah, but if he if he if he wrote it himself, I mean, it just I think it just they don't have time. I think Barack Obama is one of the last one of the only presidents who wrote most of his own speeches. I don't know how true that is, but I feel like I've heard that, and I feel like that might be true. Well, you don't have time. Like you said, you don't really have all the time in the world to be doing all that stuff. So you got to imagine. You don't got the time. You're trying to live your life. You're trying to do better in the world. You're trying to, like, your own family. I tell people that it's hard to maintain the energy, and they're like, what energy? Like, what kind of energy are you talking about? The same energy that you wake up and you don't want to choke the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> And then they're like, some people will look at me and be like, "Why do you have to choose violence? It ain't about choosing violence. That's just the that's just the route it is. Do I really want to <laughs> choke somebody? No, that's just how I feel. Or there's some days where I just feel like I go through work and I don't really say much. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just rather get the day over with. Once the day's I wish over, I with, could do that at work. <laughs> man, some days my I, whole job is talking to people. Yeah, we, we we work with customers that do the wildest shit. Oh my god, there's like sawdust on the top of the roof the roof would be fucking vertical it won't be a fucking it won't be a a, a, a shingle I can climb and they're like can you get it and I'm like uh, you see that roof up there it's like yeah sometimes customers can be so ignorant like they forget like you're actually working like you're you're doing your job yeah that's actually I want to ask speaking of work I want to ask you about, I want to ask you something Honestly, when you are with, like, a group of friends and you go out to, like, a nice restaurant, whatever, and you guys order food, and, you know, the person that's waiting on you is, like, polite. You ask them for you, they bring you your stuff, whatever. Dinner goes by, they bring you the check. Bill's, like, 100 and 150 bucks. Are you tipping? What are you? T are you tipping? Are you not tipping? 
hundred and fifty bucks, I'm I'm typical. Honestly, and I'm not, it, it, I'm not judging. But is, is it I, is, I just, it, is I, it everybody paying for? Is it me paying for the table? What is the situation that makes? I'm, so what I'm saying is, say it's like you, and your girl and your girl's friend and her girl's friend's boyfriend. So it's like a double date. Sure, right? four of us. And you guys went to a restaurant, and the waitress was nice. She brought you everything you asked for. You had a good time, smiles, laughs, couple drinks, whatever. Bill comes. It's two hundred bucks. If it's two hundred bucks, you I'm not. And you and the other man are splitting the bill. How much are you gonna leave for a tip? If you, tip? I'm leaving one hundred and fifty. He gonna one hundred and fifty. Yeah, he gonna have tip. to. He gonna no. We're splitting it. He gonna have to handle his other portion. So if he puts in the hundred, and I leave the fifty dollar tip, then understandable. But I'm okay. definitely well. I look at it different. I had a girlfriend that did exactly that. So, this there's three things that I didn't respect. I didn't respect garbage men, just because the height, the 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 height behind it, it being a bad job when it's still a career, still salary, still benefits, still things you come from. It. It's just the environment, circumstances. And uh, okay, so you're saying that you would tip at least fifty bucks on the. Well, I would. I would. I would I would tip fifty and I would insinuate to put twenty five more if this dude wouldn't put more, if he just came and was like now nah, all I got is a hundred I would put twenty five more on their part, so I would I would pretty I I don't know what to tip but I look at it like this I look at it if it's a two hundred dollar bill, so so generally twenty percent is like the standard in America, it's different I don't know like I don't so what's twenty percent of two hundred, twenty percent of two hundred I think is forty bucks. Well, me tipping fifty bucks is 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 a good tip. But I would have put even more. For good service, though. Like, hey, listen, if your server sucked, they're rude, whatever. <laughs> you, want me, you want me to tell you something funny? I got even a funny story. We go out, me and Melissa, her brother, her brother's friends, and this little nigga named Nico. I don't know who these niggas are, but her brother's not credible enough that I was dealing with him. I mean, his sister, you know, he's just off nigga. Takes advantage. We go to the restaurant. I think it comes out to be. 265, these niggas is like using cards, Snapchat cards, yo. And the person in me made me want to pay for it, but I had to look at the situation like, no. Because if I was in that younger situation, somebody would have made me pay for myself. There's a part of me growing up, me having my own money, me talking about it, you can pay your part. Right? <clears throat> Melissa tells her brother to pay. His other friend don't got money. He needs to send 50. Mind you, it's like two, it's like two, two sixty, two something. So they not really even got enough to cover the buck. Barely, they barely got enough to cover the buck. I don't want to pay all that. I do. Then I think about on top of the tip, I'm like, damn, almost three hundred dollars. So like two is like two forty, two fifty. Well, it was almost like three, three ten. Is what is all the cash I had. All the cash I had possible, plus the crumbs they came with, without giving all these cards to the swipe ten off, take this fifteen, take yeah. eighteen. Every swipe that you make is a transaction. You're not getting any extra money for my man. I'm not trying to make. If there's a transaction, I'm trying to give you the most money off of the one go check. You know, make it easier for you. Hash I was taught me a couple things. Hash I was taught me that. When I would do a little serving there and shit, they taught me, like, niggas don't give a fuck. You want good service? 
you got to look at it like you want it back in return. You give good service, they're going to be usually decent people. And if they're not, it's not their job to be good people. It's your job. <laughs> exactly. So that that's why I brought this up, right? So it's something that's been bothering me for the last few days since my last shift that I worked this past Saturday. So I work at Tao. Tao is like a, it's like a place to be seen. It's like real trendy. It's kind of like fine dining, if you will. It's kind of fine dining cross with like a club atmosphere. It's modern, right? So we get high-end clientele in there. And we also get people who want to look like money and take Instagram pictures there. And in reality, they're not spending as much money as they want to make it look like they are. Whatever. Right? Me, I know that it's my job to provide good service. And if they want to tip me, they'll tip me. Whatever. So there's a rumor, stereotype, whatever you want to call it, in the restaurant industry and some people are willing to talk about it. Some people are not willing to talk about it. But, it, frankly, it's that black people don't tip. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about it or not, but that's a very common stereotype in the restaurant industry. <coughs> and it makes it so not only do black people feel like they're not receiving good service because they're black, but they're also may not tip as much because they feel like they're not being given good service because they're black. And on the other side of that, the server's attitude when they get a table of black people are automatically have a preconceived notion that they're not going to get a good tip, so they're not going to give the best possible service to this table. Yeah. So it just creates like this cycle of underlying racism and animosity when in reality, it should like like what? Why is that? Where does that come from? That we need to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I hear it all the time in my job. It bothers me. I'm black, bro. Like that shit bothers me when I hear servers complain. Oh, I got a table full of black people. I'm not getting shit for a tip. Like, obviously, I can't challenge them in that moment. It's yeah. busy. We're in the restaurant. I can't bring that type of energy to work. It's gonna lower everyone's morale. We're all just trying to make money. For sure. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we need to have a conversation about that because I don't feel comfortable hearing that. I feel that that bothers me. Yeah, because then when when I feel like I'm walking around, you looking at me, you already stereotype me off some shit that you think in your head is, is valuable because you get black people. You don't know their situation. You don't know what they're doing. It might even be somebody that might have the money that has to pay for everybody. He's not going to be throwing you extra bread like they all tipped in. Yeah, and like that you decided, <clears throat> you signed up for this job. You knew when you got hired that you were going to get paid half minimum wage. Like minimum wage in Connecticut's what, almost 12 bucks? Yeah. Like servers like me, I get paid like six <laughs> and some change an hour, bro. <clears throat> I signed on to that job knowing that I was going to be paid $6 an hour and I'm relying on trusting and believing that these customers are going to tip me for my service. Yeah. There's no guarantee there. No one tells them, Hey, you have to tip. There's no automatic gratuity. Like you go in knowing that. So with that being said, if you feel like black people aren't going to tip and you want to work in a place like Tao where it's like hip hop culture, like they embrace that. You know what I mean? Like Drake just shouted out Tao in his, in his latest album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know this. 
So why are you complaining about getting black people? Just do your job. You're not always going to feel appreciated in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, just shut the fuck up and do your job. I don't know. I feel like because, like, I don't know, it just creates, like, an atmosphere where nobody talks about it. It's like that elephant in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah, but as long as, as long as, see, this is the problem. This is why I, I, I literally spend less time doing things that outside affirmations could, could enter. Like, I don't, I would love to, like, go work a nice, you know, decent job where I could go do this and do that. But the problem is, the reality in it is I, I'm around people who don't appreciate it or are not grateful. And I call them out and then I usually have conflict and I, I can't work there. I don't really get fired at jobs. That's the thing. I don't get fired at jobs. I usually quit. Yeah. That's it. I don't get fired at jobs. It's like once we have complications where we can't talk it out, you can't talk to them. Then don't talk to me. I ain't coming here no more. Sit. Fuck the money. That's what it usually comes down to be. Niggas start switching. You get little Zach up there in a hash house. Next thing you know, you nigga telling me, Yo, what, you got to sign the suspension. You went outside, smoked for 22 minutes. Nigga, it took eight, eight minutes to get back there. Eight minutes to get get there. That's sixteen minutes. So how much mo- how much time did I really smoke out there? You feel me? Yeah. How much time did I really smoke out there? I had the cigarette in the hand with the lighter in the other hand, ready to go out there. Like, yeah. I mean, it boils down to like if you don't want to have a boss, if you don't want to deal with bullshit like that, then don't have a job. Yeah, but it's so set up that if you don't have a job that you have to do so many underlying things because you make so many, say you work, uh, uh, have a business where you take credit card payments. Well, once it goes through a certain amount, you know, the the tax and how much tax you got to pay back. And it's not like you can pay it back yearly or get it taken out. You got to pay that back at at the end of the quarter, you know. Sometimes that should be rough, especially with the pandemic. You can't make any moves, and if you do make moves, they still want money. Meanwhile, they're giving away money. Yeah. Like, in in in, in return, they're going to nick, make niggas pay for it on this tax return coming around. Niggas are going to be paying, and they're trying to give another stimulus. And they're stem- paying for it with inflation. Yeah. You know, when you're paying X amount more mo- dollars for a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk and a carton of eggs. That was because we gave you more money now. And everyone was so happy to take it. Nothing free in life. It's always a give and take. Oh, I'm toasted. I don't even know if I got to finish this. That's great. We're about to end this podcast episode because I, I, I need to uh, use the bathroom. <laughs> nah, it's 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 one of those things where you don't realize you're, you're, you're holding it for this long because we've been doing this for an hour. Hour and five minutes. There's a stand that it goes on. Yeah, you can tell it. Everything's like a... It's an hour and six minutes. Oh, yeah. shit. You don't even realize it. And you're just ch- chilling and talking. But this is going to be part one of episode four or five, whatever one it is. I think it's five. <laughs> no, it's definitely like five because... So wait, so is it... It's the CNC podcast. It's what called the, the <laughs> Creative and Cozy. What were you going to say? I was going to say, is this, like, is this whole thing we've been recording, that's an episode? Yeah, it's one episode. Oh, shit. Hour-long episodes. Well, this is the thing. You can get cut. That's why I said part one. Oh, okay. You can get cut. 
it can get cut or it can the whole thing get processed. They won't be fully listened to, but I can see this is the thing. This is the goal here. The goal is to have at least twenty before the structure really comes in. Because you start with the structure now, that's cool. There'll be no issues. I'll be conditioned for the structure. But when it's one person like me, I keep it pretty structured because I just I know what I want to you know what I mean. I know what I want to talk about. Where is it going to lead, and who am I going to pertain it to, and what snippets do I want to get from it? You know, specifically. So. So it's like. So we're it's like more like clips. Well, it depends. The clips will lead you to the full thing. Oh, okay. It's so it's what like it's clips of like highlights of the episode and be like, oh. I want to hear more about that. And then they'll click on that clip and then it'll be the full episode and they can listen to the whole thing. Like, I can clip the part where you said, not everyone's going to appreciate you. Get over it and do your fucking job. Yeah. Click that part out and I can put it on a background or something. And that's why it's good to keep the visual because then when you say that shit, you can do edits and zoom-ins and... But the thing is, the camera, you got it. It needs maintenance. It, like, halfway through this episode, you need a battery change. It might have been able to go longer. I'm not sure. I, I forget how long. But if it needed a battery change, that means somebody would have to get up and do it. And then it had to get the camera turned back on, zoomed back in, made sure it's locked in, and finish the podcast. Like, dog, it's, it's a lot of work for one person. It's a lot of work. I'm cooked. And this has yeah. definitely uh, been very dope. And uh, Yeah, we'll have to do it again sometime, man. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely come up part two, part three, whatever. Or next time will probably be just on the visuals. It'll probably be more on the visual tip. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. That's yeah. And we can do it definitely shorter and more structured. Yeah. But You want to send them out with some vibes? You you could send them out with some vibes. Send them out with some vibes. Whoa, 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 whoa. The phone is close here. Whoa. <laughs> oh, damn, I did it again. No, we're, we're good. We're good now. We're yeah, no, nah, I fixed it. It's usually when the frequencies are together like that, it should be making wild noises. I need to get this 10-foot boom one where it's like a claw and it just holds the mic over the bed or something. It would be like over right here and I could just, I wouldn't have to deal with it being in front of me. But then the problem is the shit fall hit me in the head mid-recording or something. But it costs a lot. We don't even have to put the vibes on. I got to use the bathroom. We could just end it right now. And in the track's time, if you ain't stand Ain't a rapper, what's in my soul is different A mix of rock, Kim, Tupac, and mint condition I can sing a hook, Joss and Mar, Jamaican bangers This rap shit ain't nothing new, I ain't a stranger You know what I'm saying? And it's why not, Derek? Universe! Thank you for listening and tuning in See you next time We out Peace